Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everybody, <laughs> welcome back to the weekly dish on my talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are so excited to welcome you to the Thanksgiving Day show. I love this. We have been doing call-ins all hour and we're gonna continue going forward. But before we do that, we have a very we have a couple of very special guests on the line that we would like to hang out with for a few minutes. We've got Don and Ryan from Grand Old Creamery. Are you guys there? Yes, hello. Oh. We are. We're here. Welcome to the show, you guys. We're so glad to have you. And we are loving to talk about the Grand Old Creamery because you guys are a family-owned business. You have been since 1984. And this is literally one of those things where, I mean, Thanksgiving is all about family, right? Yeah, and they're the ultimate Minnesota makers. You guys have been making ice cream on Grand Avenue for a long time. And you're just getting into stores. We're so excited for you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephanie. And uh, we are. Uh, this is our 40th year. We opened Grand Old Day 40 years ago. Wow! And so here we are, still turning it out. Turning and, it uh, out, indeed. Probably, Can we talk a little right. bit? What uh, What locations are you guys going to be having your pints in, and what flavors are you debuting? Well, I'll go over locations first. Uh, we're in Country Market in Hudson. We're uh, we're in Jerry's. We're in IVs. We're in Cubs. We're Love in Salty's. We're in Lunds. We're in Oxendales, and we're just going to keep on going. I mean, Minnesota, we have hit the shelves, and uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, we are coming for you. I love it. So, are you using we, what flavors? Well, we we have presently nine flavors in those stores. Uh, some of them are also, we'll have 13. We've introduced four new flavors, and uh, those are our original chocolate malt banana, which was our original um, flavor that uh, we created. That was our very first flavor. In fact, we also have Marshmallow Man. Oh. We have, uh, uh, for marshmallow lovers, that's fantastic. And then... Our mango, which was our state fair winner back in um, 2012, and then we brought back our Mexican chocolate and uh, with cinnamon. But oh. I have to say, of all the flavors, the mango—if you're not even a mango fan—you will love the fresh, crisp that flavor of that smooth mango is just phenomenal. 
And then a number of our other flavors that are on the shelves currently uh, that were originally there were just some of our most popular flavors, such as Black Hills Gold, which was an inspiration by my mother. And then, uh, yeah, and uh, she's the proprietor. She's the queen of ice cream. The queen of brand old uh, ice cream. I love it. That it. that's it. People come in, they ask for her, and before b- before they are asking for her, they they ask for the other generation, my grandparents. And I, I, then I came up with the flavor called uh, called Cookie Monster and Marshmallow Man, which, by the way, was inspired by the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. Just, oh, great! Just, Our inspiration comes in many forms, and having three children, I was inspired constantly by my cravings. So. That's really where we got our start. And we uh, went back and studied dairy at Penn State uh, 40 years ago. Um, And, in fact, I was five months pregnant while we were there. I was the only pregnant woman in the class. (laughs) And so they had a lot of fun watching me try every flavor, every percentage of butterfat, which really makes our ice cream um, truly unique. We're at a 14% uh, pure hormone-free um, uh, butter fat, which really gives it that smooth, creamy flavor. And, uh, so we're proud of that. And the fact that we are, um, uh, we used all dairy is within a hundred miles of the Twin Cities. So we support local dairy. Um, that's very important to us and that there's no additives to our, our, our mix. So I love it. We, uh, yeah, yeah, proud of that. You so, mentioned that you started on Grand Avenue 40 years ago. You also have a Minneapolis location at 4737 Cedar. Um, Are the locations, do they have a different feel to them? Because that Grand Avenue location is so iconic. You know, our original shop is is our our mothership. Everything happens there. The ice cream is made there. Um, But the the Nokomis store, which overlooks Lake Nokomis, it has a feel I would say that maybe uh, you might think Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox might be hanging out over there. And uh, it has that country kind of a cabin feel to it. But all the flavors are the same. And we do, uh, you know, of course, we do our hand-rolled waffle cones. So everything, the smell is delightful. If that doesn't bring you in, you know, you'll you'll smell it as you come close to the building. I love that. yeah. Grand yep. Avenue is is a, is uh, it's, it's it's I mean it, it is an area that is full of smells. So you either smell Indian food or you smell coffee or you smell those waffle cones. But you're constantly drawn in. Yeah. Um, but the, I would I would say the the Grand Avenue location it just has this mystical kind of I, 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 year feel to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was the home of. Ed Scott Fitzgerald, the young boy, used to come in and uh, buy cigars for his grandfather. And, you know, that's, it has a history to it. So you feel that when you walk in the door. Especially the celebrity history that's been there. And and, and we, we uh, president, senators, I mean, we, I guess our, our most recent president there was Obama. Sure. Uh, no, Marvelous. That's so great. And and he, he he was a kind, a really kind guy. He ended up buying ice cream for all of his staff and uh, Secret Service members. Um, it, it was it was a very well. You guys, you guys are definitely a neighborhood institution. There is no doubt about it. And we love the fact that you are so proud. You guys are a family-run business. You take pride in your ingredients and you support local. I mean, there's no better way 
to think about a local purveyor than that. And we've been talking with Don and Ryan Huffman from Grand Old Creamery. Thanks, you guys, for being a part of our show. I'm hoping that people go pick up a pint and maybe support their Minnesota heritage and your Minnesota heritage and put it on the Thanksgiving table. We yes, want to thank yes. you guys for being Try here today. Ice cream as a dessert, yeah. yeah just, I just, really important message to get out there. We are, our winter flavors and new flavor lines that come out, we, in, we invite everybody to submit ideas. We have over 350 flavors, and we invite everybody to send an idea to ideas at grandolcreamery.com. If we find a flavor that we, that we think is unique enough and good enough, we will produce it. Awesome. So, so, All right. So great. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for being on. Thank you. That's fun. That really is one of those great things. I kind of feel like they are a local company who does such good stuff. What would be an ice cream that you would have? I would do potato chips. Well, I... Chocolate potato chips. Yeah. Yum. I want someone to make a pickle ice cream. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Someone should do it. All right. Do you think we have time for top two in hour two? I think we do. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents... Top two. Top two. The top two. Pick your best two. Two. All right, give me two. Stephanie's got this weird face okay. that she's looking at me like, what's Hanson doing now? What do you got? You got a quick one? We've I'm got- going to put two playlists up. Okay. Just Thanksgiving playlists. One's kind of more modern. Yeah. And the other one's a little more classic. So you've got your playlist that is your boiling bones that yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Thanksgiving playlist and I'm going to put it on the Facebook page. Okay. I love that. That's You should do that. Um, I'm just going to let you know that France 44 has turkey schmaltz. This is a big deal, guys. You guys, they only had 12 of them that because it's really hard to get, you know, because of the way that they're roasting the birds and doing all the things. They only had 12 little containers. I think they were down to seven yesterday. And now I'm going to hopefully bankrupt them. That's your make-ahead gravy. I'm just telling you, the turkey schmaltz is what you are going to... Yeah, that's it. That's, that's how your you're going to win. gravy. And it's got... And I'm kind of maybe thinking of putting it into my mashed potatoes. Oh, that's that what I think I might do with that. All right, you guys, we're going to take a break. We come back. We have Diane. Is, we're going to answer her question. She's been sitting on hold. God love her, Diane. Keep Thank holding, you, girl. Diane. And uh, we're going to keep rolling with those questions. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. It's the holiday season, and we're going to remind you it's the holiday season, a holiday season high of 10 times. But this holiday season, you can escape the holiday season by joining the YMCA. Inside the Y, it's not holiday season. It's you season. So you can sweat out the holiday season anxiety that the holiday season brings. Right now, the Y is just a dollar enrollment with no dues throughout the holiday season. Learn more at ymcanorth.org and have a fabulous holiday season. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Today we are doing the Thanksgiving show and we have had Diane sitting on the phone for like 20 minutes, Diane. Diane, you're so good. You're that kind you of held awesome. on. Thank you. What can we do for you? Hi. Well, since I held on for so long, I have two questions. You have them. You do it. <laughs> um, I have my um, daughter and son in law coming in from Chicago and. Um, I'd really like to impress them on two things. One is a really good vegetable dish that's um, not traditional and a little on the lighter side and a good place to go for a cocktail before we go to um, uh, the new French restaurant, Margot. Maison Margot. Yes. La, la, la. I love this. 
Um, well, I'm just going to hand you, let's do the cocktail restaurant first, since that's easy. I'm going to give you two things, and they're kind of interesting. You have to make a choice. But I would go to either Monte Carlo, which is right down the street from Maison Margot, because it's such old school Minneapolis. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah. there's just something about a cold martini sitting in that room. Everybody looks great. You feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. But then I might also go to Spoon and Stable, which is, of course, across the street and down the block a little bit from my Zomar Go, and sit in the bar because their bar team right now is outstanding and they are making beautiful drinks. And I just can't shout them out enough. So that's that. So write those two down. Okay. Okay. She needs a vegetable side dish as a stunner, lighter. And is it going to be on your Thanksgiving table? Yes, I always do Brussels sprouts, and I really liked what you said, Stephanie, about um, not serving something you eat all year. right, right. Okay, Okay. I think I have one that uh, looks really pretty, and it's light, and it doesn't sound fancy, but I think it looks really good. And it is um, green beans and Mm -hmm. mushrooms with a crispy shallot, but it's all roasty. And the shallots are super toasty, and there's no cream, and it's not like swimming in a pool of anything. It just looks really caramelized and roasted and brown. Mm, That sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to send that to you. My other idea, and I will send this to you too, is um, I'll put this on the Facebook page. I make roasted carrots, but then I make this ginger scallion sauce yeah that was originally francis lambs i believe was the person who started it where you put hot olive oil over scallions and then you blend it together so you get the roasted carrot which is pretty simple and then you have this very bright green delicious um sauce that is just kind of a drizzle oh that that actually that that's the one. That's okay, perfect. I'm gonna post <laughs> oh, that's both. It. That's the one on our Facebook page, Weekly it. Dish MN. They'll both be there for you. I'll post them right now. Thank awesome. you, thank you, thanks thank you for guys. holding on. And that green yeah. sauce, by the way, is excellent, stirred into mayonnaise for your turkey sandwich yeah. the next day. Well, mine was always the the Steph Meyer ginger scallion sauce was always the one that I always had in my fridge, which I was so great. By the way, she does have uh, a Paleo AIP Thanksgiving group on Facebook where you, there people are exchanging recipes and it's a good source for paleo AIP protocol, uh, which is autoimmune protocol recipes. If you guys are looking for that, remember fresh tart stuff um, and project vibrancy is your source for that kind of good stuff um, for sure. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to throw out the fact that I think that I might never cook a whole bird again. And it happened because last year, you know me, I've done all, you guys, I've done all of the travails with like, do I submerse it in like the big brine? Do I, you know, in the big cooler? And I've done many years of that black tea bourbon brine, which is amazing. Um, And in a big, you know, ice Coleman cooler. And then I've done things where I tried to, I tried to spatchcock a 20 pound bird by myself. And I, I feel like I like pulled something in my neck when I was trying to get on top of that bird and cut it down. And so I've really decided that it's really not, I don't, and I know that the bird cooks differently, different parts of it cook differently. So why am I continuing to do that? Like, why do I want to do that? And I think I've finally come to the place where I'm ordering smaller birds Instead of one giant one, two smaller birds, because they have more flavor. 
And then I'm having them butcher them for me. Mm-hmm. All they I do is I ask for them to be spatchcocked. And that just means that they take the backbone and they make it, they crack it down light. And it's, it's. <laughs> I'm trying to get a question. Oh, I'm like, okay. So then you make it flat. And then what I do is I go in and I snip off the legs. And I'm going to put those in a, uh, in a Dutch oven, and I'm going to confit them, which, by the way, Allison Roman decided this year to put up a recipe for uh, what she's calling slow-roasted turkey with garlic and herbs, but it's the legs, and it's basically confit. So it's slow-roasting in fat. And I basically, like I'm going to tell you that chicken fat, duck fat, or olive oil works, but the duck fat I bought from um france 44 yeah that's where i found the turkey schmaltz as well but their uh their duck fat is like beautiful and they used it last year and i'm just gonna say this you can cook this part of it the night before and then it just sits like the snowy white cap of fat that just like holds it fresh so that you don't have to worry about it and then you just slowly reheat it the next day is brilliant and then you can focus on the totally just doing the turkey breasts which you know, have a different sort of vibe to them. And again, like what you're saying, all you have to do is cover it with butter if you want to yes. to make it beautifully crisp if that's your vibe. But not dealing with an entire bird and carving out an entire bird is really a gift I would like to give to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. And definitely having that moment at the table, if that's your vibe, I champion that for you. And doing like someone carving it and all the Norman Rockwellian stuff, great. But I'm just saying that if that has been sort of a, a, a boondoggle for you, like it has been to me, I just, I'm on the journey and I'm oh, just saying. Stephanie, we have such a good comment here. Are you ready for oh, it? Let's give it. I'm just opening up the, I've got everything posting. I'm posting and reading as fast as I can. This is from Carrie. Hi, Stephanie's. I'm a grown adult, mm-hmm. but my mom likes to portion food on our plates when we have dinner <gasps> at her house. Oh, no. I prefer family style where we can choose our own portions. That way there's less food waste and our shame if we don't eat all that she has loaded on our plates. I know she means well, but am I being rude for even mentioning it to her? On Thanksgiving? Ooh, Carrie. Like she does a portioning when she's not like, is it just Thanksgiving or is it? She doesn't say, but okay. I imagine she's going there for Thanksgiving. Okay. So I'm going to say you could, I don't know. I, I guess I would start with the question to your mom of like, I would start with, so why is it that you do this? Or like, what's the reasoning? Is it to make it easier for you? You know, just maybe she's got some reason that she thinks you all want her to do that. And if there's a way or to, if there's a small table and, yeah, and she's like, this just works easier. Maybe you, you might have to come at this with a, a very constructive, you know, hug of like, you know, what would be great. It could take the pressure off of you to do that. If we just had a buffet, a buffet. style, like, and everyone can pick what they want and they can just, they can leave it to themselves and tell her now yes like don't wait until that day Do and not. don't wait until before the meal tell her now and just say mom I was thinking about this. Yeah. And instead of you like making everybody's plate, why don't we just do a buffet? It will be so much easier for you. And then we won't have so much food waste. I like right. the food waste angle. Yep. But and just say people kind of want to pick what they want to pick. Carrie, I I hesitate to wonder, but I think I know your mom might be a very controlling person. There also might be something, and these are the reasons I would think that she would And I do, also is, like this about your mom, but I'm terrified of her at the same time. Yeah, no, and there could be because, like, I want to make sure that, like, 
like Matt you, doesn't hog the potatoes and like so like but Gina doesn't get any you adult, say yeah. Matt don't hog right. the potatoes but then if it's, it's a conflict free back day. it's easy for everyone I'm just giving you what I'm imagining oh, she would say it is real Carrie I hope we Good have luck, helped you, but it's tough love I think you gotta come around on a t- and early yeah hey, don't Melan- wait until the day Melanie hold the line because we'll come back to your question right after this break we'll be right back this is Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1 Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. We have Melanie, who is holding on the line. Melanie, you have a question about, I think, salad? Yeah, salad. What can we do? Um, I'm not lady that brings salad. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to my family's, and it's like a potluck style. So I'm just looking for a new salad. I always bring one, and I just feel like it needs to be... I don't know, fresh, freshened. <laughs> what do you normally bring? What's your, what's the thing? <clears throat> well, I brought a Waldorf salad before. I brought a salad that had like sliced apples, squash, nuts, cranberries. Um, I switched up the dressing on that. There was like a pumpkin dressing and then. Uh, How do you feel about roast beets? Oh, I like beets. I have a really good beet salad recipe that you make. uh, I call it like a honey brickle. So you use um, you use nuts and you make like a little brickle that is sort of like the texture in the salad. So I'll put that on our Facebook page for you. Also, just anything with whatever your favorite, whether it's kale, whether it's Brussels sprouts, whether it's just spinach. Anything with like a lemony vinaigrette to kind of cut the turkey yes. and pomegranates poured on top yeah. or thrown on top with a little nut I don't is know if, always delicious. If you heard earlier, my mom's salad is just basically, you know, it's it's avocado for a little bit of the fat, but then it's uh, grapefruit and pomegranate and, and a little bit of shallots in there. And that's kind of a nice, easy way in to whatever. If you want it on arugula, you want it on spinach, whatever you want. But I would also say that if you just want to do like an easy green spinach with like a little bit a little bit of lemon vinaigrette like Hansen is saying and then for me like throwing a little bit of artichoke in there like the the cured artichokes and a little prosciutto even just like little bits of prosciutto I like that kind of gives it like a little bit more presence but it doesn't and it doesn't battle anything else on your table you know cuz if okay. you put like pumpkin or squash in a, in a salad or walnuts those things may be in other places on the table and it's sort of to me that's the hard part with a salad is you kind of want it to be a standout on its own Yeah I like all these ideas thank you You're yes. welcome All right thanks Melanie thanks for hanging out Um I did want to mention that we did find um apparently the bottle of wine chocolate pie is a really big thing people are that's a thing that people make. But you have can, we talked to anyone that's actually made it? No one has called to say they've made it, but the people at the kitchen uh, have dot com have said that they love it. It's on Food Network and all the rest. It feels like it's. I will say this: the the people. It seems that people are just saying use a decent wine, which to me sounds like a trap because what is decent in your mind? That's not the question, right? Um, they said they used a Cabernet Sauvignon, and I think that feels like that is a really... I actually would go, uh, and the Pinot Noirs are not going to be, to me, where it's almost like too tannic. I would go with a Syrah, which is a big, juicy, you know, sort of a candy bar in a bottle anyway. That, to me, if you're going to make a something that is basically with chocolate and wine, do that. So, that's what I'm just going to tell you that. That's all I would say. 
All right. All right. I got feels about that recipe. I, I don't know. know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be super great. Well, but and it looks like it's a thing, though. It looks like there's lots of people online who love it. So you never know. You never like can it. tell. All right. All right. You never can tell. All right. What do you got for? Um, okay. This is kind of a long question. So we'll have to break it up. Okay. Uh, P Max text. Uh, what do you go? What goes with smoked turkey legs? Meaning what? Like a side or is it like? What to go with smoked turkey legs oh. for a couple of people? Oyster stuffing without the actual stuffing. Do any butchers do deboned turkeys? Yes. And well, mushroom wild rice stuffing recipes. I'll put a wild, I have a wild rice recipe up that's already on the Facebook page. So check that out for that part. I would say that if you're going to do a smoky thing, I think you want like a, like if you're going to have a smoky turkey leg, nothing better than like a, like a stewed green, not a stewed green, but like a wilted spinach or something like that. Kind of like a, you know, I'm thinking more of like, if you think of it like a barbecue thing, you're going to want, I would definitely do a corn dish, maybe even a creamed corn. Uh huh. And I would do um, like a wilted spinach. Cream spinach would work too as a foil to that. Or if you don't want it too heavy, just do like wilted spinach tossed with garlic and like a little bit of crushed red pepper. All you have to do with wilted spinach, which is like my favorite side dish to many things, is like throw it in a pan with hot oil and it wilts. It's great. Delicious. Yeah. Okay. What was the other one? So that was that. I oh, think okay. we got it. Okay. Um, uh, we had someone that is curious about uh, wines recommendations. So I know this is the season of the Emily. I know that we are sort of famous for making sure that everyone has a bottle of Emily on their table. I may not have Emily on the table this year. I think I might have. I think I might need a break. <laughs> I actually am going to have. I had um, talked to Leslie Miller and I'll post her recommendations. And Emily, she, yeah. Uh, All right, sip better wines. Yeah, it was a Gamay yeah. that I'm going to try. A Gamay Beaujolais is just a really beautiful wine for your table. And I do think that there's, I do think that there's a, what's great about the Emily is, is it's not a rosé, but it is definitely, um, it's a Pinot Noir Chard mix. And so it sort of gives, a, and it has a little bit of skin contact, so it's a little bit of a blush um, without being sweet. And it's perfect for eating. So we do love the Emily wine, but I think I am going to go to ciders this year and go with dry ciders. Oh, I on love the table. that idea. Little wild state, little uh, keepsake cidery. Keepsake cider as a good dry oh. cider. Sweetland Orchard has a good dry cider too. Yeah. Remember that the dry ciders are the ones that are really the high acidic quality makes it perfect for food. If you're looking for something like that, you know, I would do a Gamay Beaujolais and then maybe a high, you know, acid dry cider. That would be a really great pairing, I think. All right, I'm going to put some of the wines up. Um, If you're doing a white, maybe look for a tiny bubble. I think that's nice to cut the fat and the richness of the gravy. Or Mm -hmm. a Vertliner. A Gruna. A Gruna (laughs) Veltliner. That one is going to be really, you know, a nice Appley Veltliner would be really nice as like a pre-cursor. And also, yeah, with your table, also with dessert on the end when you kind of need something to cut back. Okay, I have a dessert cocktail. What do you got? I made these for Jason. I made a uh, old fashioned for after dinner that had the Frida coffee liqueur from Denord Spirits in oh, it. Oh yeah, it was quite good. And then I made I made like a his and hers, which is sexist, but then I made <laughs> a espresso martini that had no cream and no coffee. Actually, it just used that same Denord coffee liqueur with vodka. And then you shuck it very vigorously with a little bit of salt. Oh. It was delicious. And that salt, 
I don't know what it did. So it was coffee liqueur and vodka and a little salt. So it was correct, a, it just was, like I hit a salt. It was like and a, then shaken a long time, like mm-hmm. because you wanted to get it frothy and you don't have like cream or egg white or anything to do that. Right, and the salt actually helps that. Yeah, it was so good. That is good, and it wasn't like cloyingly sweet. It was like a perfect after dinner thing. Yeah, that coffee liqueur from Dunord. Actually, Chris Montana was in town and he was on Fox Nine on Friday right after me. Um, after I had done pies oh, and was? stuff. Yeah, it was Gosh, great. I must have just you missed must have him. totally missed him. Um, but their their stuff is so great. They're on a decade of making this stuff, and I just got to say that that's that Frida is one of the best coffee liqueurs in the country yes. in my mind. So love, I super love it, and that's a great. It's also a great sipper for your desserts if you're doing. You know, I don't do dessert. I don't make it. That's the rule in my house on Thanksgiving, is that I don't really allow anyone to bring anything but desserts. You know, and so because I don't want to make, I'm just going to do the feast and you do the dessert. So I think we are, Joey has been doing things the last couple of years. I can't remember what we said we were going to do, but, um, but there's a feeling that there has to be a pumpkin something. Oh yeah. I have a whole slew of desserts. You want me to give you dessert friends? Okay. Do it. I mean, we have the crustless pumpkin pie, little souffle cups. Yeah. Those are good. Yep. Also, um, just totally skip, skip. Take the pie and make pumpkin milkshakes. Like this is like after you're watching the movie. Well, yeah, and because like, like, everyone is kind of left. You have to clear the table and yep. chill for a while, and then all of a sudden, someone else resets the table. I have a recipe dessert. for these cute little pumpkin milkshakes. Um, also, uh, you could do bars. Like uh, I've got bars. a salted caramel apple bar, <laughs> so it's a little We're later, never... and you could send people home with it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put up a whole list here. I've got a whole list of, uh, turkey day desserts. We did do a taste test of pumpkin pies from national chains because we did Aldi, Walmart, Target, and Costco. Do you want to know who won? Sure. I posted it on the page. It's pretty funny. We didn't know who the tests were. They were face down. One of them was so bad it tasted like complete chemicals that were literally burning my throat still an hour later. Oh. And that was Target's. Oh, no. So, sorry, okay. friends at Target, because we do really love you, but maybe not the best place to buy your pumpkin pie. What was the best? Um, Jason and Fallon both liked the Costco, which was a four-pound pie for $5.99. A four? Okay. It was gigantic. Costco? I've had, and I, I would try Costco again. It is a huge pie. I've kind of always felt that the Costco pie doesn't have a lot of flavor. They liked it. They did. I picked something different, oh, which yeah. I think surprised them, but I actually liked the Aldi pie. Oh, I never liked, had an Aldi pie. It was good. The filling wasn't like um, chemically tasting at all. The crust was actually kind of like... I want to say a little doughy. Oh. Not like that overdone store-bought crust. Like, it felt a little realer. Yeah. And then um, the price point, it was $2.69 for this pumpkin pie from Aldi. And it was good. That's so hard. It's very weird. I, I know. know. Okay. So. I Well, to shout out on the other side of that is... Please. The Honey and Rye Bakehouse. Yes. You guys, the all-butter crust. I had those with me on Fox 9 on Friday. The, it is... The all-butter crust, like... 
stands on its own. Yeah. Like, I don't, you could fill that with like, like raisins and I would be happy, which I'm not. My neighbor asked me, where would you get a pumpkin pie? And I said, honey and rye. And I love Vikings and goddesses. I love their stuff. And they're doing a walk-up window now. They totally just launched a little walk-up window. And then, you know, we had Broders, by the way, had this beautiful poached wine pear, poached pear and white wine and cranberry crostata, which is like a galette. They had this, it's a showstopper, you guys. If you want something to land on your table, that's what you want to go to Broder's and get that pear crostata. And I think that it's still available. I don't know. I'm all worried that the pie window has closed as far as ordering, but you may be able to call and find out. Well, and you know, honestly, I know that lady called at the beginning of the show and said that pumpkin pie was her nemesis. I feel like it's the easiest pie to make. Yeah, just it's not like that I hard. said. I'm not going to make it. I love it, and I want to eat it and bring it to my house. But I don't. I, I get yeah, it. I get it. I get it. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back with the very last segment of the show. This is your chance to ask a question. Give us a call six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk one zero seven one. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this lovely last Saturday before the feast is what we have got, you guys. We this have is a few uh, more questions. Do it. 651-641-1071. This one came in via our Instagram. I'm trying to check all the socials. Someone wanted to know if she could substitute half and half or heavy cream for evaporated milk in the pumpkin pie recipes. And the answer to that is you can substitute half and half, except you're going to have a different flavor. The creaminess of the pie will be there and the pie will set up, but you won't have that caramelized flavor because the half and half has less protein and it doesn't have any of the natural sugars that are in evaporated milk. When evaporated milk is also going to be, uh, what I'd worry about is that there's a definite consistency issue. They say it'll still set up. It'll still set up uh-huh. huh? because evaporated milk by namesake has less water than like a typical cream would. Yeah. But they say it works. Okay. Okay. I just saw on Twitter and I got distracted 
there is, we had this woman on the air, Tamara Adler. She was um, a cookbook author that we talked to a few months back. She has like the Lucy stand, the Charlie Brown stand that says culinary help five cents. The kitchen shrink is in. I really think we need to do this at festivals throughout the summer. Culinary help five cents. Yeah, you and I are just doing the Lucy thing. I'm not going to say who just texted me and said to say, tell her that the pie is going to suck with half and half. (laughs) But someone who knows these things. Yes, a notable chef in town. Okay. (laughs) And it's true. Just do the condensed milk. I know. I think she maybe just doesn't want to have to go to the store. Go to the store. If you're going to do it, do it. Um, someone else wanted to know if you butter your turkey the day of, or if you butter it the day in advance. <laughs> I think you don't people are so freaked out about these turkeys. You guys, you could just butter it the day of. It's fine. I don't know what you're saving time wise to butter it the day before. Here's what I'm going to do, you guys. I'm going to the whole. They're part- worried if they butter it in advance <laughs> that they'll have to cook it a day early because the butter can't sit on the turkey. I don't know just why you, but why would you do it? Why either would you way, butter it the day fine. before? Just butter it the just, second before it goes in the oven. Uh, either that's way, all it would that, be fine. It, though. Th- that's all that matters. I would tell you this. I'm gonna. I've decided. I think I've just decided that I am going what to. What have you just decided? Because I didn't know if I was going to dry brine the the turkey breasts or if I was going to what I was going to do with them because I just have those right, and so I'm going to have those the day before. And I would. I think last year I dry brined them. I think this year I'm going to buttermilk brine them like we did for the chicken that we made with Cheka. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think brine, I'm going to do a yeah. buttermilk brine because then I can put those in a bag and that can get in the fridge and that's that's an easy get, right? Absolutely. Because it's just the breast. It's not the whole turkey. So I think that's a good... So then there'll be buttermilk brined breasts and then cone feet legs. And then I think I might try... I don't think I'm going to do the cheesecloth trick, though. Everyone wants to try. And you know what? Here's the thing. The cheesecloth works great. Yeah. It also works without the cheesecloth. Right. And I, and you don't even have to baste it. Do you care? Like, here's the other part. There's, I think I am not one of those people who needs to have that crispy brown skin. Oh, I do. I know you are. And I'm not. And so... If you look at the... We just did our Friendsgiving episode, and it's literally the first time I actually made a turkey by myself. Oh. Because Kurt always makes the turkey. I think I've told you that. Yeah. I didn't even baste it. No, I just I'm rubbed it with butter. Never basted it. I put it, in my it life. at 450 for a half hour. I took it out. I put a tinfoil square on the top, turned the oven down to 350, put it back in for two more hours. I didn't touch it. I didn't baste it. I didn't even open the oven door. Yeah. And then I took the turkey out and it was magically done and it was browned all over. <laughs> magically done. And it didn't Through have any cheesecloth. It didn't have anything. It right. just was cooked. I know. And in brown the end, and lovely. Like all the tricks and tips and little like gadgety Stop things panicking, that we do. everyone. You're going to be fine. It's and you know what? Stephanie's original assessment about, you know, that it's an opportunity to gather and spend time with your people. That's really what people, we're doing man. here. Yeah. Because... If we're being honest, turkey's not like the best nope. tasting thing in the world. I don't want to have a fight about that because literally that's online. It feels like everyone is like, yeah, turkey sucks. And I'm like, well, I'm not here for that because there's honestly, the, all, all I want to say is that if that if you feel that way, then maybe you have had it horribly done right. in the past. I'm not saying it's like this magic. It's not steak. We all know that. But in order to let your side shine, you kind of need a protein to help it like go along. Like there's nothing wrong with having a turkey on the table and loving your turkey. And if you like, tur- if you like chicken, roasted chicken, chicken, same thing. Yeah. 
Same. I mean, quite honestly. Just roast. Cook but it my thing, of course, is the same thing with this idea that we don't get to do this fun stuff every year. This is a culinary... Like, this is the game show. This is the Super Bowl of food. So why wouldn't I try to roast a big giant bird instead of a turkey or a chicken, which we do all the time? We rotisserie right. chicken like crazy. So there's that. Um, but I do think that there is the biggest thing that we can tell you about your table is um, <laughs> is to uh, honestly just remember that it's all going to land. Even if, I mean, we remember this. I have put a chicken or a turkey in the oven and then had a glass dish explode into it and then ended up making pasta and everyone survived and everyone I had fun. I don't remember that day. Oh God. That it must was, have been before the show. No, it was during the show and it was in the old house. It was the pizza oven. Oh. I remember I had, I'd done the turkey in the pizza oven, the yes. wood burning oven and I'd slow roasted Forgot it about and that. it was amazing. And then I thought, I'm just going to put these mashed potatoes or these sweet potatoes in this glass baking dish in there to warm them up. And it, I forgot how that worked. Yeah, how and it was it too hot. Exploded into the turkey and into everything else. So then we had pasta and it was great. And you're still with your family. So that's. <laughs> it's true. Um, we do have another tip from said chef put the butter under the skin cold. <laughs> Culinary tips all morning from this one. I love it. Well, because then it doesn't run out. That I makes know. Sense. That's so smart. You want to give it some time to. Yeah. Yep. And I would say if you want to try the mayo trick, you know, that's the. Uh, the Kenji Lopez. But you didn't love it. I didn't love it, but I might have used the wrong mayo. I don't know. Maybe if you do it with Dukes, it's better. I would maybe try it again with Dukes. I'm just not willing to try it this year. Again. Um, someone asked me a question and they said, if you would o- were only going to make a couple of things, yeah, like what would you make? And for grief to dollar ratio, here's my list. Cranberry, your own cranberry sauce. Because you can really, it's super easy. Yep. And it can it really taste seconds. excellent. Yep. And makes your whole meal feel like you did something special. Okay. The second thing, oh, make your own pie crust. I know it's hard and people stress out you, and I but get But that's that. important for you. I just feel like it really does make a difference and it's just not that hard to make a pumpkin pie. I'm sorry. I don't want to make you feel bad if you're not great at it. Just try again. It's, okay. Just try again. All right. Um, that pie crust recipe with the vodka in it that I posted last week, that is great. Uh, third thing, what was the third thing? Oh, you have to make your own gravy. You just have to. Yeah. These are your important pieces. Well, you like, can't the buy gravy. Is, the three things that you're naming, I would be like, farm that out. I wouldn't even do it myself. You wouldn't. You're going to eat store-bought gravy. Well, I would buy it from a really great store. Which, okay. I mean, I, wouldn't buy, right. it, I yeah. wouldn't buy it from like... like you're going to buy it from Certix. You're going to yeah. buy it from Byerly. I'm going to go like, to France 44 and get sure. their yes. gravy. Yes, but don't you dare buy that <laughs> Heinz you 57 know. glass jar. No, on what's, the- what's better is the packets. Okay. Yeah. Just don't. It's People, not the hard. packets are funny to me because that's what the kids bought. You know, they come over and they're like, here are the packets just in case. You know okay, what I mean? That's funny. That's funny. It is funny. It is funny. You need kitchen bouquet too. I know. That's what our moms used right, to make loveys. the gravy rich. We are out of here until Happy Thanksgiving. We're gonna see you live at Sir on December second. Yes, and I'm gonna be at the Union Depot today, twelve to three. December second, we're gonna have our Christmas show. You at can the come Cernix. visit. Also, look at my Instagram and come to Japan with me. Okay. There we go.